Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's the Philosopher's Stone podcast yet again. It is I, Jordan Strauss, and Sam Laboon is here. Bet you didn't see that coming. No, I didn't. I was getting ready to say my name, but you did it. Yeah, I did it. Um, What's going on? How you doing? Uh, Pretty good. Sitting here drinking my Colombian coffee. Oh, Black as, as the devil's dick. You used to say that uh, when we lived together, and I've repeated it. Nah. And then it, I've been. Just, <laughs> people have gotten mad at me because they're saying, "So you think the devil's black?" And I say, "I did not think of that until just now." And I apologize, <laughs> but also it's Sam Laboon's saying, not mine. I no, just like I the sound say, of it. I would just say "black as night." I would not say no, 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 <laughs> Sam. It's not like I made that term up. You, the first time I heard it was from you. Okay, black is the devil's dick. That doesn't sound like something I've come up with. (laughs) I don't know if you came up with it, but that is who I heard it from. Okay, well, I don't remember that, but all right. Okay, pleading the fifth over here. The old I don't remember what happened argument. I don't don't recall. I do not recall. (laughs) I do not recall that phrase. I don't recall. This coffee tastes really good. Yeah. Chocolatey notes. Chocolatey notes. That's not bad. Yeah. Did you put chocolate in there? Nope. Just the whatever was in the bag, which I presume uh-huh. was 100% cacao beans. Or no, cocoa beans. No, coffee beans. What am I talking right. about? Man. Head full of beans. Head full of beans. Well, I... Uh, let's see. What's going on here? I... Uh... Oh, I got a gaming monitor. So I can Oh, you got to get No kidding. I, I was just about to tell you <laughs> I just got a new computer. My new computer's all fired up. My new pewter. It's got all the lights oh. on it. It's got the glass side so you know it's a gaming computer so people Whoa. can check out your hardware. It's got glowing fans. Whoa. Uh, Is yeah. it Alienware? No. Uh it's just all kind of a, a hodgepodge together. I I got You built uh, a computer? I mean, I did, but I didn't do any of the... Re- My brother bought all the parts and like showed me how to build it. And then uh, shit. we fried one CPU by accident. And <laughs> but uh, how much are now those, currently... like 50 bucks? What's that? How much are CPUs, like 50 bucks? No, this one was like 190, but they can get really expensive. Some of them are like 600. So it was kind of a fuck up, but that's what happens when you're trying to build a computer, I guess, and you don't know exactly what you're doing. Um, What game were you trying to play? I don't have any. I don't have. No, the uh, we just had the wrong power source hooked up. So, (laughs) yeah. So it was a, I guess. Literally fried it. (laughs) Yes. Literally fried it. Um, So I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I, I I I might dip my toes into some gaming here this uh, this year. So yeah, I don't know what to get. I don't know what to get. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't the gaming show. No, it's not. Um. Do 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 do. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just getting people. Okay. Uh, where are we? What have we done? I got a new gaming computer. You got a new gaming monitor. So what are you playing? I've got an Xbox Series S. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is the low end Xbox. Wait, is that so? That's the new, the new model, but the low end of it. Yeah, it's the lower end of the Xbox One or whatever it's called. Right, right, right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I've got. I've got that, so I can I can play any game, just not at the full maximum 4K. You got any games in mind? Well, I've got a, I've I've pretty much played Elden Ring out, and I so I need Did you to beat move it. On. No, I can't. I can't uh, bring myself to beat it yet. I have three. I just have the last three bosses left. Yeah, and, uh, they're the hardest ones, and so I just need a break. Yeah, but, uh, I mean that's the type of game that would drive me absolutely insane. I tried playing it's, it's Dark. I tried playing Dark Souls once. I couldn't get past the first non-villain. It wasn't even supposed to be. They weren't even supposed to be uh, 
like a bad guy, but I hit this lady with a soup ladle, ladle and then she killed me every time I saw her again. I couldn't get past her. Oh, I think that's Dark Souls 2. Oh, is it? Yeah, yes. Okay. Well, that's what happened. Um, yeah, so okay. So I've heard Baldur's Gate is good, but they don't have that one for Xbox Series S yet. Um, uh, yeah, my brother says Baldur's Gate's the best game he's ever played. So yeah, that's got to mean uh, something. Cyberpunk got an update, and apparently it's awesome now. So I know. I oh, that. that's what they want you to think. No, no, it's true. I, I, they fixed a lot of bugs, and they they added more quests and stuff. So I think it's just, apparently it's really good now. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. And then there's Alan Wake Two, which is supposedly like playing a David Lynch movie, which sounds cool. But also, I don't know if it's eighty bucks. To, I don't know if that's worth eighty bucks. Yeah, you got to do a lot of research when you start playing, uh, uh, but paying money for games. That's what I've realized. Yes, you can't throw away your hard-earned coin on some Spyro nonsense. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, I'm just uh, yeah, I'm just I'm basking in the glow of these RGB LEDs now, <laughs> feeling like a hacker. Um. So what what else is new? I don't know what what else what else to talk about. I um I'm uh, gearing up for this album recording at the end of the month. So trying to get as much stand up as I can in um probably going to have to do a couple uh, this is what Stuart Jones did to get ready for his album uh, because it's hard to get full 45 minute sets to prepare or like hour long sets to prepare. You know, to run everything back to back. So he waited till the very end of open mic, which is like, you know, almost 10 o'clock and everybody's so tired. And then he just did his full 45. And I think I'm going to do that. And just even if no one's there or a bunch of people leave, I'll just run it. So I know how it feels to do the whole stretch. Got the jokes selected, got the order figured out. So I just need to like, you know, I just got to run it, run it. Nice. And what's yeah. your big final act when the when the set is done? What's your big final grand finale? You blow up the theater? No, I don't know if that would be good. So it's, it's not a theater, anyways. Oh. It's just a no cafe, cafe venue. Yeah. Uh, my closing joke does include some violence, though, so people can be excited nice. about that. And uh, usually, I just mime the violence, but maybe I'll act it out for real. You know. That's what I would suggest. Yeah. Make some headlines at least. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to get that part of my stand-up career locked in. Um, so yeah. And then have maybe a little little radio play, maybe a little income, maybe passive income from stand-up. Who would have thought that's even possible in Canada? I don't know. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. Passive income. Good for you. Well, we'll see. Um, Are you a union member? How does that work? Oh, it's just part of your contract. You just get paid. Um, Sorry. Say it again. You're not in a union or anything. You just get paid from your contract. I just get paid royalties. Yeah. Nice. Royalties makes you royalty. Um, Sorry, I got some I got some fucking messages incoming. I can't ignore. Uh, Okay, well, what else are we? What? Okay, what's what's freaking let's focus here. Let's focus up. There's people listening to this podcast, theoretically. Um, What? Shall we jump right into it? Yeah, let's jump right into it. Let's just jump right into it. Clearly not enough exciting stuff has happened in a week for us to have a long, long combo about that. Well, jumping right into it, I thought what we could do is we could discuss some of the top controversies that will never be resolved. Okay. And maybe by talking about them and comparing them, we can learn something. All right. That sound good? Yeah. All right, we'll start with number one. 
This one's all over the news. Can men wear high heels? Is this just a yes or no answer I'm doing? No, this is the controversy. Oh. Um, you know uh, Ron DeSantis, the Republican candidate, the governor yeah. of Florida? Yeah, totally my favorite guy. Yeah, so he was discovered to be, people are pretty much, they're like taking pictures of him and showing his shoes and measuring his height and stuff yeah, and showing yeah. that he's wearing basically like six inch heels yeah, in the form of cowboy boots. And this is very ironic because he is the anti-woke uh, governor, anti-woke candidate uh-huh. by his own by his own thing. And you would think that like being okay with men wearing high heels, that would be woke. Would it be would that, would that be considered woke to be okay with a man wearing high heels or to wear them yourself? To <laughs> the thing is, is like cowboy boots are sort of high heels, you know? No, no, no but his are his are on another level. Like they're disguised. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. I've seen the, yeah. I've seen the, I've seen the diagrams. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, you, uh, okay, right. Let's just okay. First of all, increasing your height like that via foot inserts. I know, yeah. I don't know the struggles of a short king or whatever, but to me, that's <laughs> such a pussy move. All right, just Whoa. what are you doing? You know what I mean? Fucking be the height you are and deal with it. Wow, make up for the- it in other ways. The bigotry is astounding. The height of some, no, height of some here is dude. It's ridiculous. That's I mean, especially like what do you? What's your end game here? You're gonna wear those in bed? Where you're trying to? You're gonna wear them during your sexual encounters? Well, when he's lying down, his height doesn't matter. Presumably, you gotta take him off before. What he's gonna? He's gonna make sure he's lying down, then take his boots off. That he, he can just lie. If his wife is taller than him or something, he can just lie down at her head level and his feet won't go all the way down, but he doesn't need to wear them lying down to if you're, if he's, if he's horizontal, his height doesn't matter. Right. Unless you're no, a heightist. But the whole thing is he's trying to, de- it's the deception is he, I mean, his wife right. knows how short he is. He wants the world <laughs> to think he's taller than he is. Yeah. Which means yeah, exactly. he's been, someone has made him feel insecure about his height to the point where he now gets custom made high heels to try and deceive the world, which didn't work by the way. I just don't know. No. Well, yeah, he, he's insecure. Maybe he, yeah, he, he might be insecure. He might be vain. He might, he might just think it's something he needs to do for his campaign. He needs to look tall or something, but, but, wow. but, but, but like, but to my, but to my like question, do you think it's woke to where, for a man to wear high heels, and if so, does that make Ron DeSantis a hypocrite? Well, I'm sure he's a hypocrite in many, many ways for many reasons, but uh, I don't know about because he's not he's not cross these aren't cross dressing high heels. They're just deceptive high heels. They're not they're not meant to make him look like a woman. So, like in his mind, it's not it's not it's not like the first step into cross dressing. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, do you think it is? But do you? But so, like, you think that just wanting to appear taller is wrong? A sign of weakness, maybe. I think it is a sign of mental not not wanting to be taller. That's natural. That'll be if you're not tall <laughs> and you want to be taller, but you're not. That's normal. It's the deception. The buying the lifted heels and going around—it's like the toupee. Mm. It's like a toupee, you know. You're not fooling anyone. You're also against toupees as well. I'm not against. I'm. I. Yeah. I wow. think that if you resort to a toupee, it's because the, your insecurity got the best of you. Damn. Uh, braces? Can people get braces to correct their teeth, or is that also insecurity and weak? In your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had braces, so I'm going to change my opinion on this one. Uh, but it wasn't even my call. I didn't get to decide if I had braces or not. True. True. Um, no, nah, but you did get me on the appearance thing. <laughs> like, everybody does want to change their appearance. Like, just because you change your appearance doesn't mean you're a weak person. But <laughs> I will say, when it comes to balding or no, when it comes to height specifically, I think you just kind of have to accept what you've been given. Hmm. Suffer in shortness. <laughs> also, yes, yeah, su- suffer in short silence. 
also like the toupee thing is like okay here's the thing it's it's the it's the trying to pass it off like like that's how you actually look if someone was just like very open about wearing a toupee you know but yeah i just like the toupee i like my toupee i wear my toupee everywhere that's different and if you had like it's like you were open about these shoes are designed to make it look like I'm taller than I am without it looking like I'm wearing high heels. It's the deception part that I find mm. weak. Yeah, especially. Yeah, I totally agree, especially because he is a politician. So him to like hide that is very. Dis- yeah, it's, I mean, so, it's very uh, it's very right on the money for politicians. They're trying to hide the bad the parts of them they think people won't like. Yeah, they're all about saying how transparent they are, and yet they're wearing fake shoes. Yeah. Damn. Okay, yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I agree with you, because he's not wearing them for a fashion reason. He's just straight up just wearing them to look bigger and more alpha. It's the so deceiving. It's, really it's the thing. attempt at deception yeah. that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, that's pretty pretty nasty. I, I can't wait till the next debate to see if he is wearing them or not, or if he looks a lot shorter on stage. Didn't he get absolutely cooked on the last debate? Yeah, he's not doing well in the polls. Yeah, he's not doing well. Uh, well but, I saw uh, that no one's doing well besides Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, in the in the primary polls, he's going to win for sure. He's going to yeah, win their primary. Which means he will be the, the candidate for the Republicans. Most likely, although uh, he's going to be found guilty of crimes pretty soon. Crazy. Ooh, interesting time. <laughs> we are in a very volatile time, hey? That's why we're talking about top controversies. All right. Because there's so, well, so many controversies happening right now. Um, well, I think we got that one settled. It's not yeah, the right. heels. It's the attempt at deception that is right. wrong. Right. Okay. Good. All right, next one. Um, okay, this one is uh, this is another big one. A lot of people all over the world are very up in arms about this. Um, so there's this movie out, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. And they were showing this film with intermissions in a couple theaters in England because three and a half hour long movie. They had an intermission. Yeah. And Martin Scorsese brought down his iron fist and ordered those theaters to not have intermissions because... That is not how this film was meant to be viewed. So the <laughs> the little dictator Scorsese, yeah. Has, uh, so so the question is: Do we just should he be allowed to dictate um, how this movie is presented? Intermission, no intermission, even though it is three and a half hours long. I think once the theaters buy the movie, they can show it however they fuck they want. They can show it ten minutes <laughs> at a time. They should, they can show twenty minutes a day for however many days it takes to finish. I don't give a shit. You bought the movie. That's true, but I don't think they they, they I don't think they, they the theater should be allowed to just do whatever they want to show the movie. No one will go watch it, but that's their that's uh, you know, lots of people cannot they want to watch this movie in theaters, but they can't do three and a half hours straight. So would Martin Scorsese yeah. saying, "I'd rather you not see it at all in theaters than have a fifteen minute <laughs> intermission." Yeah, I mean, not to mention the intermission or, is good for uh, concession sales, so it's a win, win, win for the audience and the theater. The only person that's butthurt about it is Martin Scorsese. Scorsese, Scorsese. That's true. Yeah, I mean, people can can re up on their their drink, get some yes. more candies, more and also popcorn. it builds. It can build anticipation for the second half when people have a chance to talk to each other about the first half. Yeah, if you put the intermission at a cliffhanger. Yes. Well, don't just put it uh, mid-sentence, like in the middle of a fucking <laughs> intense dialogue. Yeah, place it at a reasonable place. Just the screen's frozen. Their their faces in like one of those funny yeah. freeze frame moments. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I can see... I'm just going to call him Martin because we're on a first name basis. I can Marty, see Marty, 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 Marty boy. Because I've done uh, comedy shows that have intermissions and it really does take the momentum out. You literally, it is like two right. shows because, you know, the comedy is a lot of, yeah. you need a lot of momentum throughout the show. Yeah. Now, movies aren't the same necessarily, but I could see how that would be a complaint where it's like, okay, I didn't film this in mind with you getting like the whole entire fantasy being broken halfway through. 
and then people having to settle yeah. back in and and like you know get back into movie watching uh mode yeah and it, it would change the way you have to make movies that are long enough to have an intermission like say there was like a a certain length at which the the movie theater could put an intermission in your movie like say you have a say if the movie is more than two and a half hours they can put an intermission in yeah then you would have to change the way you shoot any movie that's longer than two and a half hours because you'd have to structure it in such a way that there's a natural break point in the middle where you can break the movie at like a natural point without yeah making it seem weird or losing momentum like you're saying they should also be like you know the, how they have the 3D or 2D options have intermission or no intermission options have in your screening, you know? Yeah. You don't want the yeah. intermission. If you're a real hardcore Scorsese follower and you don't want to hurt his feelings, you go to the one without an intermission. You probably fall asleep at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like the Irishman. Jesus. I saw that in theaters. That was, that was tough. Yeah, I, I haven't even tried watching that. I, I mean, Martin Scorsese, fantastic movie. Is it? Definitely watch it. Oh, I've yeah, heard definitely watch so it, yeah. many mixed reviews about it. No, just but, watch it at home. Treat it like a miniseries. Watch it over three days or something. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That that would piss off Marty though. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's true, but he can't. He's he can't come into my living room and. Forced me to watch the whole thing. Like, are you sure? If he knew you, what you were doing, he would he would book a flight. <laughs> Sounds like sounds like he's that sensitive about it. Uh, directors are David Lynch. I remember watching an interview with him, and the interviewer asked him what he would feel like if someone watched one of his movies on an iPhone, and he was just like, "Are you kidding me? Get real!" <laughs> Get real. <laughs> he was like so so pissed. <laughs> Get that's the thing about art is that once it's out once you release it into the world you have no more control over how people consume it what they say about it they can chop it up and add whatever they want to it yeah that's why all these actors and directors and i think they must all have to have like serious media training because like the, the public criticism of of their work like seeing something you made get dragged over the coals on the front page of the internet and stuff that must just kill people oh yeah <laughs> can't I imagine bet. how bad people feel i mean matthew barry look at him he he uh <laughs> he was pretty depressed apparently was he for what reason oh i mean not like uh well just for he just said like when he was on friends if he didn't get laughs he would be he would have like seizures and stuff <laughs> seizures yeah, That's not yeah. good. What like he was patho- pathologically? He was like pathologically addicted um, to laughs. De- yeah, he was like dependent on ple- on getting laughs, pleasing the audience, like doing well, well on the show, that kind of thing. He had many many issues, um, but like I can also relate. You're like yeah. having a bad comedy set makes me want to quit every time. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, right. yeah. Anyways, rest in peace, Matt Perry. Yeah, rest in peace. Died in a hot tub, but that's going to be I interesting. Mean, I wonder if there's really, it might be another. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, I would if I had the ability to choose what, where, where to die in a hot tub is like got to be top two. <laughs> top two. Yep. Um, oh yeah, kill me in a hot tub with a glass of champagne and orange juice. I'll be a happy man, I guess. <laughs> you need a mimosa, a yeah. deconstructed mimosa. <laughs> you always got to have an orange juice in a hot tub, I think. No, you don't. You're no. not four years old, Sam. <laughs> what you need is a, a strong bourbon. A strong bourbon. I would. That's probably how I would die if I drank whiskey in a hot tub. Uh, yeah, alcohol and hot tubs—they just—they make you okay with dying. That's the—that's the other that's yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Let's move on. Uh, here, all right. Here's another fun one. Church and state. How separate should they be? Completely. <laughs> <laughs> as separated as you can get. Yeah. But yeah. And yet it seems like it seems like it'll always creep in. 
to some extent, as long as people are religious, unless they can. Yeah. I mean, uh, don't get me going on this shit again, Sam. People have heard my opinions on this. Um, but yeah, keep them totally separate. This idea that you can't have morality without religion is a big problem. So you don't even, yeah. So you don't think, uh, do you think religion should be able to influence government? Like, so say for example, in the, in the States, they have all the abortion controversy and that's basically a religious issue about, they don't want to say it, but it's basically a religious thing about whether fetuses have souls or not, I think. And whether yeah. Killing, yeah. Um, so they like want to have, so say like a doctor is a Christian doctor and they have to perform an emergency abortion, but they say they don't want to do it. Should the government be allowed to make them do it? This is just like the people who made that cake. Um, should the government be able to be forced to make a doctor perform a surgery he doesn't want to do? No, I don't think so. Okay. How about should the government suppose there's like a, like a, yeah. And I think you're right. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what the Supreme court said, but what if it's an emergency and and she's going to die and they're the only doctor? If it's life-saving, then, and they're the only doctor available and they don't do it, then there should be some sort of, uh, you know, doesn't the Hippocratic Oath make them liable for this? Uh, Well, it depends. I think it says do no harm. I don't know if that includes omissions. I mean, at the end of the day, you're, 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 the, like you have to weigh, I guess, is the baby going to make it if the mo- mother dies? Are you are they both going to die if I don't do this? If that's the case, you you're you're essentially letting two people die when one could have survived. Um, and it depends on the like the 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 term of a, like how late term it is. You know, like is saving the baby and the mother dying the preferred outcome to the parents? The mother would prefer to live in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So if, 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 if not doing the abortion results in both of them dying, what the fuck's that? Like, you don't want that either. No, but what I'm wondering is if, if church and state are completely separate, then I feel like there has to be some degree of responsibility where you have to do it. But on the other hand, like where you were, you'd be penalized if you didn't do it, if you were like the only doctor who could do it, but you didn't do it for religious reasons. I mean, could you, you then be penalized like criminally for not could doing you imagine being the, religious the partner of the person who died because this doctor wouldn't do the abortion? Could you imagine being that person? Yeah. How furious yes. you would be. Yeah. And I, I would, think there should be a penalty. In yeah, I do too. I think that, it's, I mean, I can't imagine being in that situation, but I would be apps. I would be, I think I might murder the doctor. <laughs> okay. Here's a crazier one. Um, or maybe not, maybe it's not as crazy. Maybe this one's also really simple. Uh, uh, religious parents could be any religion, pick your religion. And they don't want, they refuse medical treatment for their sick child on the grounds that, they believe only prayer will cure the child. And meanwhile, the child is dying and needs uh, medical care. Does the state have the right to take the child away from the parents to give it medical treatment? I would say yes. If there's a treatment, a viable, safe treatment available, and the parents aren't providing that because of a religious belief, that is just another example of religion being uh you know just it's just it's not good you know and i think that that it, most people would agree with me on that and i think parents okay. do go to what jail if, yeah what if it was a, like a hundred thousand parents like the entire province of alberta 
Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly is like, we're, we refuse all medical treatment for our children. Would the government be allowed to use like martial law? Do you think the federal government could go in with martial law? And even if it meant like they'd have to start shooting people, like to at what point does the government have to like stop and just let people do their stupid stuff? I mean, probably at that point, <laughs> start mowing down parents. <laughs> Take the fucking pills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's always going to be if there's a large enough group of people. I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 weird because that's like cult. That's like a cult situation. It's like they must have no yeah. outside medical influence at all. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like. Whether like in the in the states, whether people like it or not, religion does influence the law to a huge extent, as you can see with abortion. Yeah. Um, uh, is there but, something beeping in your room? Yeah, someone's fire alarm is going off on my phone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great for the pod. Yeah, I'll tell them to tell them. I don't tell know. Them next yeah, time. who knows? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck what was i even talking about oh yeah um vaccines, separation of church and state separation of church and state yeah because you can't because uh, it will always bleed in as long as people derive what they think is right and wrong from religion it'll always bleed into the law yes it will a little bit and that's not fair to people who don't share that religion that's my thing that's why i think it should be separate because in a real democracy um it's not fair to have laws to be affected by laws that are based on entities that you don't believe exist. But does that uh, work the other way too? Because that seems to be what a lot of people think. They think that they do believe in God and all the laws are made without God in mind. And so they feel like the laws are wrong. Well, yeah, Why should they have to follow these satanic laws. That's the it's problem. Tricky. I mean, religion that, is I, very tricky. Religion is not just tricky; it's detrimental to society. <laughs> it's so obvious. I have no problem with anyone practicing their. It's like, obviously, here's the thing: is like, I, I have no problem with people believing in a higher power or whatever. It's the it's the everybody has to do it our way or they're going to hell mentality or deserve to go to hell is 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 the problem here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anytime religion gets, it, it, it is involved. I, I just don't see any problems being solved with more religious, more religion these days. Yeah. Here, here's another thing that I think is a big problem too. And that's, and this is like, this isn't just like religious versus atheist. This is religion versus religion because religions don't always agree and sometimes they have different rules and those are going to collide too. So if you're trying to run a, a country and people are voting, people can get really upset about religious laws uh -huh. and then that further fragments, further fragments people. But maybe, I don't know, maybe they can find some, some way to deal with it. Anyway, let's, let's barrel right into the next one. Speaking All of right. church and state, the, the uh, good old Israel Palestine conflict. This one's big. Uh, yeah. I'm really equipped to handle this one. I just don't. I Yeah, this one's a big one. Um, been going on for a long time. And no no end in sight. Although I did listen to the, uh, the Daily Podcast, and they had an interesting point because they were covering a different land conflict. Oh, yeah. That was like the second most intractable land controversy conflict was that somewhere it, in africa no this was uh in between azerbaijan and romania oh this was the nagorno karabakh region um and so they've been fighting over this for 30 years yeah and basically since the soviet union fell all those countries became independent and then they started uh fighting each other to take territory that they thought was theirs mm -hmm. you know historically blah 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 the same yeah. shit you always hear um i always find that claim so funny it's like 
how far back do people need to go? Like when you go back far enough, everybody's territory was taken from someone else. Yeah. Well, again, this one was religious. This was Christian Muslim. Um, uh, so yeah. in this case, it's the Muslims in Azerbaijan going against the Christians in Nagorno-Karabakh in Romania saying they, because originally Romania conquered it from them, but then they blah, 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 blah whatever the fuck. Yeah, 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 it turns yeah. out their religious sites that they really want are located in that area. And so diplomacy didn't work for 30 years. And eventually the Armenians, uh, or sorry, the Azerbaijanis just went in with military force and took it. And that's the Armenian genocide. No, no. The Armenian genocide is totally different. That was in, oh. uh, that was by the Ottoman empire way back in the day before World uh, War One. Yeah. Oh, okay. totally different. Yeah. See, see this my ignorance. Romania. Romania. I display my ignorance to all who listen to this. <laughs> but, uh, They've made the interesting point on the New York Times is that whenever there's there's intractable positions on both sides, they we say it's ours and they say no, it's ours and they won't back down. And eventually the only way to solve that, the only way that kind of conflict ever ends is violently and decisively. Yeah. Well, do you and think that that's seems what's to be what's happening? In yeah. Israel? Yes. Do you think Israel is really going to wipe out Palestine for good this time? Um, they are going to annex northern Gaza. So they're so going to split basically, that little strip of land into even two smaller they're chunks. Split it. They're going to split it even more. This is the same strategy, in my opinion. This is the same strategy they've had since Israel was founded, which is just slowly, uh, or at least since they they pulled out of Gaza. But it's just been to slowly let it die. They right. Like let everyone there leave or or die or become terrorists and, and get killed. Yeah. Um, they so basically are just strangling the that uh, the ability for an actual country to survive in there. Yeah. Yeah, very very slowly over the years because really like the whole thing could be solved with good jobs and education for Gazans. Right. No one becomes an extremist when they have a good job and an education and a peaceful life. I mean, I don't know, man. I've seen, I saw some people get pretty radicalized over the pandemic. People that I know have good family lives and are not. Well, that's because they they feel like they're, they feel like their good family life is going to be taken away by the government overreach during the pandemic. So they are getting radicalized by the threat of losing their stable, peaceful life and their, their job and their family. Uh-huh. That's what makes people go crazy is when they think they're going to lose those core things. Yes. Well, so that's I mean, it's people... it, like, it, again, it's another thing. It's like, will there ever be even say, say Gaza and the Palestinian, like they, the whole, none of those people ever existed. That whole situation is completely uh, non-existent. Say, say it was just a totally Jewish Israel. There's it never so was, around- not even in the Bible. They're surrounded by Islamic countries that want them dead. Like there's no peace and peace in the Middle East is completely impossible. Not, not true. Not true at all. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, in fact, I think this is the theory about why Hamas did this attack when they did it. And that's because Israel is normalizing relations with Saudi Arabia. They're going to be building a canal through Israel to Saudi Arabia for desalination hydrogen, I think. And that canal is going to go through northern Gaza, most likely. Yes. And the second something like that happens, this happens. And I'm telling you that anytime that type of thing would, you know, some sort of promise like that starts to materialize, the religious zealots are going to come in and do everything they can do to mess that up, which they've done. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, like there's always going to be. I'm not saying there's not going to be attempts. There's not going to be attempts at peace in the Middle East, but they will always be thwarted by the extreme religious. Well, again, I think it honestly, I think it really does come. I've I've thought this for a long time, but I think there will be peace in the Middle East when people in the Middle East can get good jobs and have families and not be afraid of getting blown up for various reasons. Yes, that, that definitely would help. Yeah, um, and I think but, that that happens. That might happen because the conditions have not been conducive to that for the last seventy years. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, definitely having I think that this, might change. Like, having this like super oppressed segment of people right next to you are that are hating you more and more with each generation is not a good way to uh, progress in any sort sort of way to peace. But I still am like I'm just so disheartened by uh, how twisted people can become with religion that it's like, I think they would just find another way to hate each other. Yeah. Well, well I, and this is like partly religious, but I think, I think these conflicts are mostly about history. Like a, they're about people thinking like, this is our land historically and they took it and they did all these atrocities to us. And people just have like this laundry list of wrongs that were done to them and things that were taken and grievances. And so they just hate them for what they perceive for all the things that they think that were done. Yeah. And it's the same way. It's a mirror image on both sides. Like the crazy, like I heard a crazy thing, right? Remember when we did Osama bin Laden's speeches and he said, you don't have any right to tell me I can't kill civilians because you dropped nuclear bombs on uh japan yeah an israeli like army officer said the exact same thing in a cnn interview for when they bombed a refugee camp recently yeah i read about that so the exact same thing the exact same logic as osama bin laden but he's an idf commander there's nothing special about it it's just it's just you hit me i want to hit you it's really simple it's eye for an eye remember that it's an eye. <laughs> There's one guy with one eye. That's where we're headed. We're headed to a one-eyed man, which is post-apocalypse, post-apocalypse society. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think that uh, typically the least religious nations have the least amount of violence. I want to say. I don't know uh, if there's that actually true, but it depends on the kind of violence. Cause you could say like, like Stalin's Russia wasn't very religious cause communism outlaws religion, but there's a right. ton of violence. Well, maybe it's just human nature and we're all, there's no hope. That's right. But anyway, you gotta, we gotta keep, <laughs> we gotta keep in context of the, the context of the macro view of history. It's like, we're in a very peaceful time as far as, how many people are dying regularly through violence. I feel like we're probably, if we're going by a percentage of people that risk dying from violence, we're probably in one of the time periods that has the least risk for your general population. Yeah. Although we shouldn't, uh, yeah, it's true. Things are getting better. However, we should not uh, hold ourselves to a stand to the standard of like the 19th century or something like that. No, we should constantly be trying to improve, (laughs) but I do people, I do think people lose perspective quite a bit on the state of the world. They say it's never been worse. We're near uh, the end. The end is nigh. It's always, the end is near. There's always some new calamity around the corner. It's been that way Uh, since I've been a kid. Yeah. I was feeling so bad the other day and then I was walking through the train station and I saw a raccoon in the train station. See, that's that, I, that makes I walk you want past to keep this guy. <laughs> yeah, me and this guy, and I was like, dude, there's a raccoon over there. And I felt so much better. Yeah. Just because of that weird little interaction. See, and that's the why you should write so the bad. city and say, you should guys, you guys should really consider releasing a bunch of raccoons in the train station to combat yeah. mental illness. Yeah, just let us pet them. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't, um, it, it didn't look healthy. It looked like a sick raccoon. Oh. It looked bloated like it was. Well, that's why pets are so great. You you know, I if I'm in a bad mood, I come home and I chill with my cats. They don't say anything. I don't say anything, but I feel better because they're there. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. All right. Last one. Probably the top, top one. Um, one of the top ones of all time, historically, I think. Uh, much blood has been shed over this one. Uh, pineapple on pizza. Ah, What's your, okay. Where do you stand on this? And choose your thing. words carefully. All right. Here's the thing. Too much pineapple, that's bad. I think everybody can agree to that. You can't have too much pineapple. 
The thing about the pineapple on pizza is it should only be acting as the sweet counteraction to the salty. All right. All uh-huh. good food is balanced food. All right. You balance hmm. bitter with sour. You balance sweet with salty. Okay. And, you, and then textures need to be balanced as well. You can't have too much of one texture. Now, crunchy what, and sloppy. Country, country, crunchy <laughs> and soft. Smooth and not smooth, I guess. <laughs> but Dry and soggy. To bring, back, to bring it back to the pineapple, if the pineapple is dispersed in such a way that it counteracts the saltiness of the rest yeah. of the ingredients appropriately, appropriately being the key word here, you don't want to eat a sweet pizza. You want it to be fucking bad. What if it's a dessert pizza? Stop, stop throwing a wrench in the audience. You know that's not the objection, Your Honor. How is that relevant? Uh, no, dessert yeah, pizzas are a completely different thing. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing is I put, if I have like a pepperoni pizza or a cheese pizza, I, I drizzle a little honey on there to add a little sweet yeah. element to it. Okay. Yeah. I would not. I think the honey is way too far in terms of sweetness personally well you have to put just a tiny bit on you, you don't want it to be overpoweringly over okay here's the thing lots of pizzas the sauce the tomato sauce provides enough sweetness for it to be balanced but sometimes it doesn't so when it comes to pineapple True. it it really needs to be it depends on how salty the rest of the ingredients are which i would imagine is why it's often paired with ham one of the saltier cured meats out there <laughs> i rest my case true what i think a, a new topping combo that i found is you do the pineapple ham or pepperoni and jalapeno no jalapenos are gross what next question fuck? okay you don't I, put jalapenos on your pizza are you insane no i don't i'm not oh a spice fetishizer like you are Jalapenos aren't even that spicy. They just have that See, little That's kick. something that someone who has a spice fetish would say. <laughs> All right. Okay. Final, final one. Um, to, in the world of sports, very controversial. Uh, uh, the world of soccer. And an MLS player, so an, an American League soccer player, won the Ballon d'Or, which is the award for the best soccer player in the world at all levels. Uh, so this includes like Champions League, Premier League, everything. Yeah, that doesn't and it was sound won by right. An MLS player. It was he. He won a unanimous. I, uh, well, no, it's not unanimous because there's voting, but he won. Uh, and his his name was uh, Messi. Was his name? Oh, okay. It's because Lionel Messi moved to an American team, right? American League. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. All right. Well, that was first of all completely misleading the way you fucking said that. I was <laughs> about to say, well, like, what? This is not right. This is a controversy. I was. Yeah. Well, because I was about to say, like, maybe he's really good, but he looks even better because everyone he has to play against sucks. So he's got like astounding stats and highlight. Uh, I should have let it go a bit longer before yeah. I said his name. Damn yeah. It. Uh, you fucking you let it, you I let it, you let it slip. Well, I mean, I think I he's think the that. best player. I think he's the goat. You don't think Ronaldo's better? No, I think Ronaldo has a better kick, has a better strike. That's true. You don't hear people say that a lot, but I think that's true. I think Ronaldo has those really powerful. He's a sniper, but I think Messi had he's a he's a playmaker and he can score from anywhere. You're never fucking safe when he has the ball, no matter where he is on the field. Whereas I think everybody can kind of see like Ronaldo's dangerous on the outside where he can bullet it in from farther out than most people, or he's going to be the guy that gets the header or the one touch in from like a corner kick. But Messi is the one that's like, he could be at half and dribble through your whole team and you have no idea how he slipped through the cracks. And the next thing you know, he's just flicking it over your goalie's head, making him look like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Ronaldo used to be able to dribble like, like a madman, but, He's too old for that now. He's and got a also, higher penalty conversion rate than, than Messi. Yes, well, that's because that's a kicking thing. Penaldo, that's what they call it. Penaldo. <laughs> I think if I was to choose one of them to have on a team, I would choose Messi because I think he can make other yeah. people score just as good as he can make himself score. Yeah, he's the he's a magic maker. And he yes. can make the team 
teamwork, even if he's not super athletic. But Ronaldo, you have to design the whole team around feeding around. him the ball. Exactly. Yeah, you got <laughs> it. All right. Not very. I was. I thought you were going to do something more controversial. Like what I've seen in a World Cup is an intentional handball when there's oh, good, the score when yeah. there would be an open net. Say the goalie's completely had his ankles broken. Someone's there to shoot. A defender's there, and he blatantly ha- uses his hands to stop it. Because he knows it'll give him that that one extra saving chance of a penalty kick not being good, when it should have been a goal, until someone broke the rules. Yeah, sometimes you feel like it should just be an automatic goal. Like, that's what I thought when I in. saw that happen in the World Cup. I was like, "Hey, but that was that should have been a goal. If the rules weren't broken, that would have been a, a goal. They would have won." And then they missed the penalty kick. Hmm. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. That was Uganda versus Ghana, right? Oh, no, sorry, Uruguay versus Ghana. Yeah, I don't remember the teams. I just remember thinking that's a a load of horse shit is what that is. Yeah, no, I I remember that very well. Luis Suarez, handball, terrible. Yeah, so it's like that's what I think soccer gets. Sorry, footy, football uh, gets – it's a lot of like cheating as a part of the game type shit going on, which I don't like. Yeah. The cheating is the part of the game thing that it isn't part of the game because it's like, cheating. It would be in the rules if it was allowed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It just doesn't occur to most people that they would just like blatantly do that. Yeah. But, but at he's the same like, time, I don't, really, I don't really blame the player for doing it because I might have reacted that same way because just out of desperation. But at the end of the day, you it think kind he of should have been a good sportsman and just let it go in. I don't think in the heat of the moment I would have. I think I would have done the same thing. But I, I wouldn't yeah. have blamed them for being like, all right, we're counting that as a goal because that was such horseshit. But they need to put it's up. It's not up to the players, really. It's up to the the officiating and the rule makers to to get this game back to you know an honorable path. Yeah, yeah, I concur. Uh, well, that's that does it for my list of top controversies that will never be resolved. Um, I don't know. Are there any that you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, here's another and one I've seen in the news. How old is too old to trick or treat? Oh, good question. Um, yeah, good question. I personally think it's weird to see anyone over like the age. I don't know what the ages are, but if I see anyone who just like looks like they're about more than half my size, I think that's weird. Well, yeah, that's totally weird. I think if it's yeah. if it's not obvious you're a child, you are too old. <laughs> like, hmm. what if you had your childhood taken from you horribly because you worked in some mine or something, and then now uh, you're free and you're 15 and you want to go trick or treating? Well, you better have that speech on speed dial at each door, <laughs> <laughs> or dress up as your old slave <laughs> self and minor in your minor garb. Um, <laughs> Uh, excuse the pun but yeah i think if as lo- if there's a teen if there's the word teen in your age you're too old damn all right no at 13, no you should be you should be out you should be roaming you should be causing a ruckus you know you should be playing nicky nicky nine doors or pranking people Whoa. smashing pumpkins yes you should be having <laughs> at that age is when you should be you should be starting to try and break some rules you know not going around getting candy. Go buy some candy. God damn it. You're 13. Wow. Wow. Not buy the candy legally, not steal it. Yeah. Don't That's steal it. Don't steal it from the potential children that would take it out of the bowl. But like you're 13, go, you should be going out fucking, I don't know, toilet papering something or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's a question. Should people who steal candy out of, like adults who steal candy out of the drawer. Yeah, put to death. Put, penalty, put right to yeah, death. put to death. Okay, I was yeah. going to say hand removal, but... Okay. <laughs> put to you death. know what you should do is all houses should have a mannequin hung by a noose in their front yards, and it will say, thieves, beware. <laughs> thieves, beware. Should, should we bring back harsh punishments for things? Yeah, but, but only for Halloween and trick-or-treating. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> it's like the purge, but with old, uh, dark age uh, punishments for stealing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, horrific penalties for any yeah. any crimes committed on Halloween related yeah. to candy. Yeah. <laughs> candy crimes are out. Candy crimes are off the scale this year there need to be do you care here's a question just a quick question to end the podcast do you think harsher punishments for stuff like um theft and drug dealing like in some countries where you like literally get put to death or lose a limb do you think that's a more effect do you think that's an effective way to uh decrease crime significantly like if the u.s imposed that type of thing tomorrow do you think that crime would drop off sharply Oh, yeah. I think if they not only set those as the penalties, but then went out and enforced it uh, aggressively so that there were cops on every corner watching people ready to nab them, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, I think that would cut down on crime a lot. If if harsh punishments were uh, enforced, yes. Then do you think that we should be doing that? Why shouldn't we do that? Absolutely not. Why? Um, well, it totally, I think it spirals, can spiral out of control very, very quickly. Uh, anytime you legalize state violence against people, mm-hmm. it gets abused extremely quickly. There's so much room for it to get out of control. Yeah. Uh, there's like a chilling effect on society. People are afraid of being like wrongfully accused. Um, you can accuse your neighbors of things to get harsh punishments inflicted on them just in general it's bad in general a bad idea all right yeah Uh, yeah. it's almost like they need to come up with something that's a bit more bit worse than jail but like not as bad as killing actually i don't know what am i saying and and i would say additionally it does nothing to deal with like the actual systemic causes of lots of kinds of crime oh no we don't try and solve problems we just try and wrangle up the fallout and bag it up put it yeah. hide it somewhere yeah i mean i guess it would be worth comparing like seeing because they did that in the philippines duterte was was using like kill squads and stuff in the philippines and he was super popular but Ooh. maybe not maybe it didn't work so well i don't know how many innocent people died the fact that anytime there's kill squads running this like government sanctioned <laughs> kill squads roaming the streets i think there's something that's gone off the rails yeah, I need to see how uh, how that played out. Duterte. Duterte. Yeah, well, let's Duterte. talk about that next week, maybe. Next week, the death penalty. Is it cool? Is it a vibe? Follow us for more. <laughs> All right. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure we've done an episode on capital punishment before. No, I don't think so. I think we have, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we've got our 100th episode coming up, so. Ah, yes. Should we have a guest on, maybe? Maybe, maybe. We're thinking about, we're thinking about. We're thinking about, um, yeah, we definitely did have something on capital punishment, I'm pretty sure. I don't think we did, but. Or were we going to do one on the psychedelic experience? MK Ultra. Maybe that'd be fun to talk about. <laughs> I'd have to do a lot of research for that, I think. Um, All right. Well, I wouldn't want anyway. to put you out. I'll let you handle the lessons and I will just keep being ignorant and stupid and uh, ask questions. Hey, that's good. Asking questions. It's good. I, Socrates I, would say, I don't know anything. I'm, I'm ignorant and stupid. So, well, I feel a lot like Socrates, I'd say. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay that's our episode you guys all have a good i'm trying to get try and get this email up and running for next week too so maybe we can get some emails read online so that could be exciting if we have any listeners i think we have about a dozen weekly listeners maybe so you all I think have it's more good... than that actually oh don't you say stuff based like on that. the analytics all right well we'll see you guys the, the dozens of you next week bye see ya Stone.